Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, Victor. I'm Silver. Joe Warren's message to the Padre had been an urgent one. Joe was his friend, so when the Lone Ranger appeared at the old mission, the Padre bade him ride at once to Warren's ranch deep in the cattle country. The Lone Ranger and Tonto rode without rest for a full day and night and arrived at Warren's sprawling ranch house early the next morning. They were about to dismount when the ranch house door opened and a leathery-faced, tough old man rushed out, pointing a rifle menacingly. Get off of this ranch before I drill you. See here, we were saying... Take off, I said, and tell Durango we got our cows in safe, and we're going to keep them safe. We're looking for Joe Warren. I'm Joe Warren, and that makes my message official. Well, Warren, you wrote a letter to the Padre and told... How'd you find that out? (laughs) He told me. You asked him to send me here. How do I know that you're telling the truth? If you're not, wait. (laughs) 
Will this silver bullet convince you? Well, doggone, of course it will. Dismount and welcome, mister. That's just steady. It is not easy, Father. Don't mind my ranting like I did. That crook Durango's got me crazy. But never mind, I'll tell you all about that after Curly rustles up some breakfast. Curly's my range boss. It was long after breakfast when Joe Warren finished telling the masked man about his misfortunes. Most of the calamities began with the arrival of a rich and arrogant carpetbagger named Durango. Then you think Durango's behind everything, huh? Yes, but nobody's been able to tie him up to the rustlings and killings. Right, Curly? That's right, boss. All anybody can say is that Durango ended up owning all the ranches and grazing land this side of the big nose. All except this one. And if it happened that next week I didn't pay off a note he's holding, he'd own this one too. Looked like he was going to when I sent for you. Well, how does it happen Durango holds your note? I needed money, and he's the only one in these parts that's got money. You see, mister, last year them outlaws did more than destroy cattle and property. Oh? They did things that knocked the props from under the Plainview Bank that helped most of the ranches. And now Durango controls the bank. Coyote offered to buy me out, but I told him I was here to stay permanent. He must have figured Mr. Warren wouldn't be able to pay off the note anyways. So he gave him the money with the ranch for collateral. I see. And the note is due next week? A week from today. Can you pay it? I'll have cash as soon as my cattle leaves the station in Plainview. I'm starting the drive tomorrow. We don't have to drive all the way to Plainview. You see, the railroad gang is building a spur. It's already done nearly to Furnace Canyon. Is the railroad to send the cattle cars over the spur? Yes, and Curly and I let Pat Dehaney, the boss of the construction job, know that they're coming. Then you seem to have no problem. Won't have after the cattle's on the cars... But I won't rest easy until Durango's paid off. That polecat is likely to try almost anything to keep me from hanging on to this ranch. I see. It's a doggone shame there's no way to prove that he's back of all the trouble everyone's been having. I think I'll learn more about Durango. Oh, uh, where can I find him? You'll probably be at the bank in Plainview. Thanks. Uh, you going there? Yes. Come on, Toto. We'll have a look at the construction job on the way. Durango's office was in the bank, but there was a rear door for the use of men who came to see him on business other than banking. One of these was Jack Mandon. Boss, I've got the boys posted to Dry Gulch Warren when he goes to visit the railroad gang. They'll get him permanent. Mandon, I don't want a failure. Don't worry. Pete and Tony will get the critter. They don't know you're working for me, do they? Uh, not on your life. With Warren out of the way, I'll get his land. I'll own all the land between the Brazos and the Big Nose River. Then I'll be ready to start a cattle empire. Warren will be out of the way before sunset. Good. A few hours later, Joe Warren and Curly Ricker were riding along the road to Plainview when their horses were startled by a blast. Easy, boy. Set it on, boy. Whoa, whoa. Easy, boy. Down, old boy. Whoa, oh, there. Whoa, there. Hold on. Yes, sure. Nothing to be afraid of, fella. <laughs> I plumb forgot about them blasting over there by the canyon, boys. Forgot it myself, and these horses never get used to it. Did you see the way that they were going? Hey, what in blazes? Someone's firing at us. From up there on the mesa. Come on, get up. Get up. Get up. Oh! Get up. 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 Get up
Johnny! Oh, whatever! Oh. Joe Warren reined up sharply when he saw that one of the rifle bullets had knocked Curly from the saddle. He dismounted, left his horse, and ran back to the side of the fallen man. Oh, Curly! They, they got me. I'll get those dirty pole hats. Oh, boss! Boss, they got you. My shoulder. Come on, now. This way, Curly. We'll, we'll get beneath that ledge. Leave me. Leave me, oh, Come on. I'll help you. No. We'll be safe enough there at least for a few minutes. Oh, those... Those coyotes. Come on, Curly. We'll manage. The horses. They're leaving us. Never mind. Boss. Boss, why don't you leave me? Save yourself. You can get to that ledge and stay there until those dry gulches have gone. It's both of us or me. Your shoulders hit bad. It's nothing. Brush by the bullet. Come on now. Stick with me, Curly. We've got just a little further to go. Once we're beneath that ledge, they can't get us. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had stopped less than a mile from the scene of the ambush to watch with interest as railroad workers extended the spur of track. Pat Doheny, the burly foreman, saw the masked man and the Indian and approached, shouting angrily. Hey, you! You two clear out now! You're trespassing on railroad property. We're interested in your work. Uh, what's that mask for? Why don't you ask Joe Warren? He told us about you. You're a friend at Joe Warren's? I don't look so surprised. I assure you we're both friendly. That may be. And to prove I'm not unfriendly, my name's Pat Doheny, and I'm foreman here. But you are trespassing, and I'm responsible for what goes on here. How is it, Briggsy? We're ready to pass. And go ahead, but clear the ground first. You better stay where you are, you two. They're setting off some blasting powder over by the trail. The farther away you are, the better. I don't mind admitting it. I'm scared of the stuff. It's uh, made your job easier, hasn't it? Oh, it has, to be sure. Look at that hill over there. The one we split in half so as we could run tracks through it. Yes? The men blew that hill in half in a couple of days. A few years ago, before we started using the stuff, take him weeks to do the job. Months, maybe. Why you not make tunnel through hill? What for? It's not a high one. It was easier to do as we did. Made it just wide enough for the tracks to pass between. Do those tracks run down to Furnace Canyon? Right to the very edge. Uh-huh. We're just finishing up. Then as soon as the bridge is built over the canyon, we'll go on. Ah! Half the men are out of the way. This is going to be a big one. Ready to give Harry the sign? Don't be in such a hurry, Briggsy. How big a fuse do you use? A short one, about two minutes. Time enough for him to get away after he lights it. I want to be sure of that. Go ahead, then. Signal. And I got to look at my watch. There. Hey, hurry! All set? Light it! Now! That does it. Better keep a tight rein on your horses. We'll watch them pass. Steady, Silver. Slip that. Harry, get away all right? Sure. Struck the match, lit the fuse, and was off like the wind. Kimosabe. Yes. Look. Over betrayal. Hey, what the... Pat, who are those men? Give me the binoculars, Toto. Uh, yeah. Glory be to heaven. Look at them. Two of them. One carrying the other. They're coming in off the trail. And heading straight for the spot where the blast is going They'll on. They'll be blown to bits. Stop and do something, somebody. Those men are hurt. Oh, it's too late. The fuse is lit. But the gang sees them. Maybe if they all shout, we can warn those two. 
Hey, boys! Yell at them! Warn them off! Warning them is no good. They can't hear. There's only a minute to go. I always knew this would happen. Oh, run! Run, can't you, mate? Ah, uh, what's the use? Monsignor! Glory be, what, what's that? What? The words died quickly on Pat Doheny's lips, for suddenly a gleam of white shot past his startled eyes and streaked into the open, heading straight for the spot where the wounded man staggered as he carried his unconscious companion. What's he doing? Why, the man's mad. Hey, you and the horse, come back. You'll be killed. 30 seconds to go. We can't get to him in time, and even if he does... Oh, will you look at him? And the men, they've fallen to the ground, right where the blast will get him. Now, you not worry. You see. Now, what's he doing? Well, he's riding right past those two men. He's what? Oh, he's crazy. Look at him, riding right into the blasting powder. Oh, I can't look. He's got his gun out. His gun, you say? Oh, it doesn't matter if it's too late. There's only four seconds left. Glory be, he's shooting. He's shooting at the powder. Time's up. Here it goes. Now! Hey, what? What's wrong? Oh, I don't know. Nothing, I guess. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened? It didn't go off. They're still lying there. It didn't go off. Well, what do you know? Yippee! Boys, it didn't go off! We go help men, huh? What's that? Say, Indian, tell me. Just what did that masked man do? Him shoot and cut fuse. What? Get him up. Oh. Did you hear that, Briggsy? Shut the fuse off. Yeah. Just like that. A fuse no longer than the width of my little finger. Glory be, Briggs. Send a hand car into town for a doctor. Sure. Have men fix up the cots in the bunkhouse. We've got to look after those men. Right, Pat. When Pat Doheny pushed through the crowd of workmen surrounding the Lone Ranger and the two men who had fallen to the ground... He found the masked man giving first aid. Oh, here's the boss. Stand aside. Look the young one's hurt bad. Get out of the way, will you? Come on, Pat. Let me through here. I want to get in there. Say, stranger, are they all right? I... Oh, why, that's... Yes, it's Joe Warren. And his top hand, Curly. I wonder if they were shot in an attempt to keep Warren from shipping his cattle. If that could be proved... Uh, how bad are they hurt? They're weak, but I think the wounds aren't serious. I'll recover this time. But what will happen next? The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. continue our story. Joe Warren and Curly Ricker were taken to the bunkhouse of the railroad gang. 
The sheriff came with the doctor who examined and dressed their wounds. Then the lawman joined Pat Doheny and the masked Lone Ranger. The doc says to keep Warren and Curly in that room. And quiet. Is that all right, Doheny? Sure, sure it is, Sheriff. They're welcome to stay here as long as necessary. They'll be able to move tomorrow. They can go back to the ranch and a buckboard. <clears throat> Sheriff, this masked man has said a few things that make sense to me. Yeah? Well, you see, uh, Durango's the only man who might benefit if Warren's cattle weren't shipped on schedule. Perhaps he ordered the shooting. Hmm. I sure wish I could prove that. First of all, however, we must make sure Warren's stock has moved to the railroad. We were talking it over, Sheriff. I told the masked man that me and my men would help Warren any way we could. We have a plan, Sheriff. I'd uh, like your approval. <laughs> well, after what I heard about you today, stranger, I'll approve. <laughs> in spite of that mask. Well, thank you, Sheriff. Now, you'd made an arrangement for a posse to guard Warren's riders. But those men joined the The Lone Ranger talked at length, outlining a plan to post guards at intervals between Warren's ranch and the railroad spur when the cattle drive began the following morning. He didn't know that Durango had no intention of interfering with the cattle drive. The clever schemer intended to let the livestock reach the train before he struck. In his office, he looked up as the door opened. You wanted to see me, Durango? Yes, Mandon. Your men bungled the murder. They didn't get Warren and Curly. I know, boss. Are I'm... Pete and Tony still in the dark about my part? Sure. I'm the only one who knows what you've done. Good. Mandon, I'm going to handle things personally. You? With your help. Tonight, I'm taking the night train east. East? <laughs> I'll board the train, but I'll not stay on board very long. You see, I want people to think I'm far away from here tomorrow. In case I need an alibi. <laughs> Under the direction of Joe Warren's friends, the cattle drive began at daybreak and proceeded without incident. Though sheriff's deputies and railroad men were spotted at intervals along the trail between the ranch and the waiting cars, they saw nothing to indicate foul play. The livestock reached the cars in late afternoon. Curly and Warren were able to watch the loading from a buckboard. Doggone, Mr. Warren. It sure looks like that's the end of our troubles. Yeah. The last of those critters will be loaded in no time. Oh, and here comes the mask man. I'm sure obligated to him. Hi there, mister. Hi. Sure looks like Durango's licked, thanks to you. Let's hope so, Warren. When will the cars be moved? Well, he just had word that the engine is on the way. The cattle will be moving toward Plainview in less than an hour. Doggone, that's the best news I could have. Boss, it's not like Durango to leave for the east and let you have clear sailing to pay off your debt and keep the ranch. No, sir, it's not like Durango. He wants your spread more than he wants anything else in the world. Durango and Mandon wore overalls like those of trainmen. They waited near the switch that had to be thrown to turn the train from the Furnace Canyon spur to the main line. Here comes the train, Mandon, just about on schedule. I've got to hand it to you, Durango. <laughs> 
Everyone in town thinks you're at least 200 miles away from here, on board the eastbound train. A perfect alibi in case I need it. But I don't think I'll need it. You're sure no one saw you leave the train last night? I'm sure. Well, I... What's the matter, Mandon? Getting cold feet? No, it's not that, boss. I'm just wondering about a couple of things. Are you sure you can run that engine? I can run it. But if you're on board running the engine, how will you get off? Let me worry about the details, Manton. Train is stopping for the switch. Get your rifle ready. I'm all set. See to it that you shoot straighter than your pals did yesterday. I can't miss at this distance. You aim at the man who gets down from the engine to throw the switch into the main line. I'll shoot the engineer. Ah, the crit is getting down right now. Let him have it. Get the body of that switchman into the cab. We can't wait all day. Is the engineer dead? Yes. Now we'll see how this engine runs in reverse. Gosh, boss, I guess you do know how to run a steam engine. Of course I do. It seems funny to be going backwards. Do you think we can push those cattle cars all the way to the canyon? Steam engines run backwards as well as forward. <laughs> you know, Durango, you and me should have handled things personally all along. We wouldn't have needed Pete and Tony at all. I won't need them anymore, Mandon. Hey, boss, why are you looking at me that way? As a matter of fact, Mandon, I won't even need you. My work is finished. This engine will go right to the end of the track at the edge of Furnace Canyon, but it won't stop there. It'll go into the canyon and push all the cattle cars ahead of it. Warren will be licked and I'll have his ranch. I'm sorry about you. Boss. Boss, what do you mean? You'll be blamed for shooting the engineer and fireman. You'll be found with the dead cattle on the floor of the canyon. People will think that Man, you... Man, wait. You've got it. <laughs> yes, Manson. You'll be found dead on the floor of the canyon. And there'll be no way to tell that you were knocked unconscious with a gun barrel before the big drop. The Lone Ranger and Tonto, as well as Pat Doheny, had lingered to talk with Curly Ricker and Joe Warren. They had been there for some time after the departure of the cattle cars when they heard the distant sound of a locomotive. Sure, it is a locomotive. It seems to be coming this way. It does that. But there's only one track. How could it be coming this way without meeting the train that just left here? Hey, golly, it sounds like the same train. There it is. Hey, there's no engine, nothing but cars. Those are my cattle cars. The train's in reverse. The engine's pushing it. But... Look, man hanging from cider engine. But it's the engineer. He's jumping. Then the engine's out of control. He's running toward those trees. The engine's picking up speed. It's a runaway. It's heading for the canyon. There's nothing to stop. It'll go right into the canyon, pushing all those cattle cars ahead of it. Steady there, Silver. I don't listen to me. Get that engineer. We'll find out why you abandoned this train. Ah, uh, me get him. What are you going to do? I'm going to try to stop that train. Get him up. Stop. But you can't stop it. Perhaps I can overtake it. Not before it gets into the gap and there's no room for you to ride alongside. I'm going to try to board it from the top. Come on, Silver. What did he mean by that? Faith, I don't know. He's not even heading for the... 
No, not for the train at all. Look, he's heading up the hill where the tracks run between. To get a better look at it when it goes into the canyon, I guess. Angels in heaven, I think I know what he's... Glory be, but... that's what it is. He's going to board it from the top. He's going to jump from the hill to the top of the cars, that's what. He'll be killed. He can't do that. I don't want him it to do that. It doesn't matter what you want, Joe. He's doing it. He's off his horse now. He's running to the edge of the hill right over the tracks. There's the first car heading for the cut. Oh, saints in heaven... Pray, man, pray. What do you suppose I'm moving my lips for? The Lone Ranger looked down and saw the train entering the narrow cut that snaked beneath the hill. Mentally, he measured its speed against the rails. As the first of the cattle cars came in a line beneath him, he jumped out. Man landed dead center atop the second car, and for a few moments he struggled to keep his balance. And he rose to his feet gingerly. Time more than ever was the factor now. Balancing himself, Lone Ranger ran along the top of the cars, heading toward the rear of the runway. Leaping over the open spaces between the cars, he continued the perilous race back to the engine, where the inert body of the unconscious Jack Menden pressed hard against the throttle. Transfixed for a long, horrible second when the masked man leaped from sight, Pat Doheny came quickly to life and ran toward the tracks. Joe Warren, weak from his wound, followed. As he came up to Doheny, he could hear the words of the railroad man as he described the scene he was watching through the cut in the hills. Look out. He's crawling along the side of the engine and... Oh, oh, I thought he missed his footing for a second. May heart. But now he's got to the... Warren, Joe, are you still praying? Of course I am. I'm making up new ones. Oh, now if you'll only... He's done it! He's stopped it! It's slowing down! It's stopped! Oh, there's not a car's length between the train and the canyon. Oh, glory be, what a man. Joe Warren, you're, you're saved once more. And it's for good this time. When the Lone Ranger stepped down from the engine cab after bringing it back to the work area... No one waited to greet him. Instead, the crowd of workers who had come running when they heard the train so unexpectedly speeding back were gathered in a tight, threatening circle. In the center of it, the masked man saw Tonto and Joe Warren flanking Durango, still defiant in his unkempt disguise. Pat Doheny was lashing him with a sting of his words. Lowest to the law, that's what you are. Believe me, you'll pay double for every crooked dollar you've ever stole and every life you've taken a ruin. And to think you almost got away with it this last time. How did you board the train to steal it? He doesn't answer that question, Pat. The man back there in the engine who's willing and anxious to, even though he'll suffer the same fate as Durango. Who's that? Jack Mandon, the man lying back there in the cab. He's ready to tell everything, and he'll tell about his pals who shot you and Curly. Mandon, that sniveling, bungling fool. Yes, I agree with you, Durango. He's all those things. But you shouldn't have tried to kill him. Here comes the sheriff. Oh, that's fine. He must have figured something was wrong. Leave Durango to Joe Warren and Pat Toto. Let them take over. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I'm thinking we'd better get the train going back to Plainview, or else Joe won't make it after all. And not worry about payments now that we've got this skunk dead to rights. And I won't. But just to be sure, I'm going to meet the payment anyway. Stranger, I've never seen the likes of the two miracles you pulled these last few days. I've... Uh... Hey... 
Where'd he go? Who's the Lone Ranger? The Lone Ranger? You don't mean that. Why, sure. Didn't you figure that, Pat? Who else could do what he did? Oh, and, and I tried to tell him he was trespassing when I first saw him. The, the Lone Ranger. The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated.